Magic Mike Show, where you hear the experts speak. The Magic Mike Show, tune into the show every week. The Magic Mike Show, you can trust the show is the bomb because it's being brought to you by RacingDudes.com. What's up, everybody? I'm Magic. Welcome to the Magic Mike Show Saratoga Opening Day Full Card Preview. And if you see the gentleman right here, it's not Mike Samich. He's still Manahaluilaka in Hawaii. And this guy right here, this is Nick Feldman, part of the Dudes After Dark program, longtime friend of the Magic Mike Show and the Racing Dudes. Nick, welcome back to the show, my friend. Hey, good to be here. Uh, happy Monday for everybody. And uh, it's uh, Saratoga week, so it's got to be exciting across the board and in horse racing. I love uh, the meet and can't wait to dive into the first card. Yeah, got my toga on. I'm ready for the Saratoga party. It's going to be a good one. Listen, instead of doing a pick five, uh, I thought it'd be fun to just kind of go over all 10 races. Uh, Saratoga's opening day card. And Nick and I will kind of give our real quick picks and thoughts on this one. If you want more in-depth thoughts, especially for the grade three Skylerville, Aaron Haltman did that preview over at racingdudes.com and youtube.com slash racing dudes. But if you're relatively new to the program, and by that I mean within the last four months, uh, you're like, well, who is this Nick Feldman guy? I don't know who he is. Why should I listen to him? The last time Nick Feldman was on, he and I both hit the late pick five at Tampa Bay Downs together. So that's who Nick Feldman is. He's a damn good handicapper. My friend, hopefully going to be your friend. Nick, like I said, 10 races. There's a lot to get into. Let's just do it. Riders up. Minute 55 minute, I've already ditched the toga. It's a little, it's a little warm in uh, in California for to be wearing this and a toga. So uh, Nick knows that as well. He's a California guy. All right, here we go. First race on Saratoga's opening day card, Thursday, July 13th. We've got seven fillies and mares, three and up, routing a mile and eighth on the dirt. The N1X allowance level, and Nick, traditionally, opening day always starts with a nine furlong dirt route because they put the starting gate right in front of the strand. So when they open the gates, the crowd just roars, and it's a lot of fun when they break from the gate. The favorite, number five, Bustin Bay, a five to two for Linda Rice. Who is your top pick in this race? Well, right off the bat, the first thing I like to do when we get to Saratoga is kind of check out the track trends. And if you look at the nine furlong races last year, um, there was 35 of them. Uh, I think it's like 75% were won by a forward running horse. And so I kind of look at most likely that's going to be probably pretty similar. That's a lot of races. So I kind of like immediately said, I'm going to kind of chuck the late running horses. Um, kind of seems that on Saratoga on these nine furlongs, the horse that just kind of gets out in front just kind of stays. <laughs> um, and, but the, but the problem is, is that looking at this race, you have, uh, the four and the five who are most likely your speed and they've never really gone the distance before. Um, so you don't really know what's going to happen. And you have the Chad Brown, who's a maiden winner coming into his next race. And a lot of times I like to kind of play against that horse, but I don't know if there's anyone in here real, that real of a tough candidate. So I ended up on, on the Chad Brown, Manny Franco horse right off the bat, um, <laughs> extending out from seven furlongs to nine furlongs. I think it's going to sit behind the four and the five. And I don't know if the four and the five can make it the distance. And I think he'll, he'll get the victory. So I'm going with the one right off the bat. 
Yeah, this is a, a Mike Samich would say this is our stumble bunny central right here. Uh, I, I don't think any of these horses necessarily want to go nine furlongs. I mean, the four is your, I think, is your lone speed, but he's by Central Banker. That's a sprint influence there. Um, the, the three toned up is interesting to me because it's first off the claim for Atris and is bred to go long when a lot of these probably aren't going to want to even go two turns. But like you were saying, you kind of want to be forwardly placed. And so I think, you know, the exacted trifecta is the best toned up is going to do. I'll roll with the favorite, Bustin Bay, uh, at five to two. It is Linda Rice, and, and you know she claimed the horse for forty-five k three back. Uh, finished second in the mud at Belmont, going a mile, stretched out to mile the sixteenth at Belmont for an allowance race, and won by seven and a quarter lengths on the front end here. And oh, by the way, now we're getting her nephew-in-law Jose Ortiz to ride, and he's won thirty-two percent for Linda Rice in the last year, and. Coming off of just beating Irad to win the Belmont riding title. I don't think uh, many people realize that, but Jose Ortiz won the riding title at Belmont Park. So I'll go with the five here, uh, Bust and Bay. But this is, it's a fun race, because, Nick, because they, they start right in front of the crowd, like I said. This is not a fun race when you're sitting there wanting to see a lot of good horses going nine furlongs, right? Yeah, it's it's the first race of the meet, so everyone's going to be jacked up. To, to me, honest, on like a confidence scale, this would be, kind of a pass race for me. I, I, I don't have, this is not a strong opinion type race and kind of one of those where um, obviously you kind of want to be a part of the action, but you know, I tread carefully. Um, so we're, it'll be exciting to kind of see how they all uh, start off. And if Chad and Manny start off the meet, um, you know, right off the gate, I'd, I'd love to see that. Uh, we'll move on. The second race here is Saratoga's opening day card, Thursday, July 13th. The first baby race of the meet. We've got nine two-year-old maiden fillies sprinting five and a half furlongs on the dirt. And the favorites, the number two Empire Island at five, uh, five to two for Norman Cassie. This one I thought you could go pretty deep, but I think there's some interesting horses in here. But what did you like for this race? Uh, so I actually like um, two prices a lot, actually. Um, this would be... Um, a race where I really like the three and the seven, um, the Bill Mott Elvarado horse, the seven sugar high, uh, that horse is training really, really consistent. And I, I don't have back, I don't have info on, on training times. I just like to see horses that train consistently to, to me, that tells me that they're listening to the, the connections and for young horses, I think that's important. Um, and then last year, Camillo and, I don't know if it was Jose or Irad, but I think that pair teamed up for a couple of baby winners. Um, this horse has been at Monmouth and they've had that meet going. That horse could have debuted at any moment. And here it shows up at Saratoga and everyone knows everyone brings in their best. I think that horse getting the Belmont uh, leading jockey and, and Jose up on a 10 to one. Uh, I think that horse is, is live. So, and I don't have any, back info so <laughs> well and kevin b is talking in the chat they don't know the three is going to get hammered down off that 10 to 1 morning line i think so as well um if you did want a 10 to 1 shot you know the number nine honey dijon is pretty interesting to me uh gervin a really solid two-year-old sire if you're looking for a price this is a brad grady special owned bread and give to his favorite trainer joe sharp Tyler Gaff is going to be riding, so you've got to like that. I think it is at least as far as the uh, hitting the board. I think the nine is pretty interesting here. I like Empire Island, Norm Cassie and Ricardo, 32% winners together in the last year. Lots of fast works on the page. And then the number six, Lady Moscato, for the coach and Luis Saez. I'm going to pick another one of their horses later, too. Uh, if you remember last year, the coach Dwayne Lucas came in at 
23% of his starts at Saratoga, including with a lot of good babies. It wasn't, you know, Secret Oath showed up at Saratoga, uh, but really his babies were running very solid last year. And Saez keeps them out. Ran pretty well on debut, I thought. The winner went gate to wire, and this horse was coming from off the page a little bit. So uh, I think that the, the six is going to give a very strong account of herself here. But uh, yeah, this is a, a lot of fun horses. You're going to see a lot of these fillies show up again, you know, throughout the meet, throughout the... Uh, uh, the, the other main special weight races, of course, whoever wins is going to go off to the stakes race here. So uh, a lot of fun horses in here. Um, did you do you think the, the favorites, the short prices have a shot in here, a good shot? Or are you really trying to go with the three horse? Well, Norm Cassie, I think it was two years ago, had a Mary Lou Whitney stable two year old that um, and, I, and I'm not going to remember the name off the top of my head that did very well at Saratoga and actually is still running. And I believe kind of like borderline stakes horse that pops up every once in a while. So I think that horse is probably pretty good if it's, you know, the workouts are fast and looks like he waited for Saratoga. Um, I do, I do want to give a warning, just my gut here between the Pletchers, be careful on when the money comes in thinking that's the live horse because the five is a, my race horse. And they always overbet their their the wind pool. So, I mean, I'm not saying that you can't take that for you know what it is, but just be careful if the five all of a sudden is bet down to two to one. It doesn't necessarily mean that kind of the smart money's there. Yeah, Kevin agreeing with you in the chat. He says, "I hope the four Soka gets forgotten a little bit with Irad Pletcher taking track money." And yeah, you would expect that uh, both my race horse and because that's where Irad's riding. Uh, but yeah, very interesting race in here. Uh, lots of fun fillies. Um, the horse you were thinking of, by the way, I just had it and I put it down. Pretty Birdie. Yes. Pretty Birdie. Won the Schuylerville on opening day two years ago. Mary Lou Whitney Stables homebred. So yeah, great memory there, Nick. That's who you were uh, thinking of. Uh, third race on the opening day card, Thursday, July 13th. Ten older fillies and mares hitting the turf for a five and a half furlong sprint. In for 35k tags at the N2L level. Your favorite is seven to two. That's the four horse smoking hot kitty for Horatio DePaz and Manny Franco. I went elsewhere for my the two horses that I liked. What about you? Um, I did go. This to me is what would be my first single on the card. And normally I don't like betting these type of claiming races, but sometimes you just see it in the program or just have a feeling, and that's kind of where I'm going. So I have a very strong opinion on the six horse Saratoga Gaze. Mark Hennig and Flavian Pratt. Um, it just feels like this could be one of those races it's cutting back. And if you go back to um, it broke its maiden at six furlongs with a pretty strong uh, figure last year in the summer. And it's kind of just it's been racing in, in higher levels. So it's dropping in class. And if you kind of look, its form is is just really like it's had some bad trips or just bad luck. And it just kind of feels like it shows up here. The um, the one place where I don't take a lot of class drop, into, or if you see a big class drop, I don't see it as such a uh, red flag as Saratoga because I think ownership wants to get a win. This kind of feels like they just, they're dropping the horse. They want to get a win at Saratoga on opening day. And I think the source is going to run pretty good. Yeah, I, when you started off saying that you're your strongest opinion, I thought you were talking about the favorite, and I thought, great, all right. I said I was going to try and beat the four, and Nick uh, Sharp Handicapper comes on and says that's a single. No, I, I like Saratoga Gaze a lot. Um, I like the Pratt keeps the mount after nearly winning at the 50K N2L level last out going a mile. It's on top of everything else that you said. So I like that. I also like the 8 Liana B a bit at 5-1. to one. 
I think this is the fastest horse early, and you've got Saez on the horse. Uh, the horse broke the maiden last out while protected. It was at Monmouth Park, uh, but went gate to wire there. And if you look, two back was in at the 40K maiden claiming level at Aqueduct and almost one gate to wire. This is a sensible spot, I think. I think if you went from maiden special weight at Monmouth to a uh, protected allowance here, I don't think you'd want to touch this horse, but it's the smart move. Um, it you know is owned and bred by the guy Dennis Drazen, who actually runs Monmouth, owns Monmouth Park. So uh, the fact that he sent her here instead of running her at his home track that's a, a pretty remarkable as well. And like I said, size picks up the mount, but we both really like the six here as well. I think that's a good pick. Did you look at the yeah. eight? Is it at all? Yeah, the eight would be my second pick. Uh, speed. Um, it it looks like. There might be some, it's a turf sprint, so they all, you know, but this looks kind of like the speed of the speed. One thing, if you look at, I like to look at like the track trends from last year, uh, the five and a half furlong turf races at Saratoga play very, very fair. Uh, people win from behind, they win in the middle, they win up front. And um, so I think in a race like this, if, if you find the horse you like, I don't think you have to be too afraid of, of some you know, bias. Obviously that probably changes week to week or day to day, but overall, I think you can be pretty confident in some of your picks. I do think though, an outside post, um, in a sprint like this, once you get past the eight, the eight hole, I'd just be a little careful, um, based on some of the, the trends from last year. So that's good info. I, I didn't look at the track trends before we started this. So I wouldn't smart thing. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you came prepared for this, Nick. Uh, one horse is interesting. Uh, if if she takes to the turf, she's never ran on it before. But the number one fabulous fanny, interesting name. Uh, but it's Diodoro and and Christian Torres who's been having himself one hell of a season so far. Uh, big reason I didn't like this horse, Nick. Not just the rail draw. Not just that we're coming off a maiden claiming 20k win at Oaklawn. Not even that the claim for 20k was voided by the track vet after that. It's a Union Rags. Union Rags horses hate the turf. So I, I'm not going to, I understand why they're here. And, you know, hey, if somebody wanted this horse for 20K last time, maybe they'll want it for 35K this time. Help pay for the shipping bill from Arkansas to New York. But uh, yeah, that's, I, I like that we agree on the on the six here. And then we also like the eight. Uh, next race up here, race four on opening day, July 13th on Thursday. We have got, uh, we're on the inner turf here, seven older fillies and mares. Mile on the 16th, routing several allowance conditions. So <clears throat> there are either nine winners of three other than nine winners of four lifetime, nine winners of a race in 2023, or the optional 80K tag, which nobody's even taking advantage of. So scratch that condition out here. Yeah. Uh, your favorite's the number five, Salima, at eight to five, a horse that I like, but I like another one just a little bit more here. What about you? Um, I, I think the obvious uh, Chad Brown Pratt is some a horse that, uh, it looks like it was kind of pointed here. It looks like this is a spot they really want to be in. The horse fits. Um, I'm not sure. You know, when you kind of evaluate races like this, you're looking, can I beat this favorite? Or is this somebody I really want to attack? And, you know, Chad is good off layoffs. Pratt is a great turf jockey. The horse um, has speed figures that fit. Um, I'm not sure that um, I'm going to be trying very hard to beat this horse. This horse has a win and a listed stakes already. Um, it's got a good running style. So to me, I do like one other horse, and unfortunately it is the one, which is also kind of the chalk. So to me, this is like a very thin race for me, and and I would probably have to kind of almost single or make a decision because there's not very many um, you know options. So you're either against the five or you kind of have to single them to me. 
Uh, yeah, that's I, I think that's a good point. You've got you know two starts at the distance, two wins, including stakes last year, like you mentioned. And I forget who it was, but there was a, a Pratt Brown horse that was coming off of a very long layoff from age two into age three last weekend at Belmont uh, in the late pick five that ended up getting the win. Started with an A, I think. I, I, I honestly, I'm not being a jerk. I really can't remember the horse's name. But uh, that made me go, you know what, Slima coming off of a long layoff? That's okay. Uh, I did like the four-star Divine at 6-1 to one here, too. Mike Maker trains. And I like this horse because you've got two Chad Browns. And Irad's not on either one of them. This horse cuts back after Mile and Eighth was too much last time out. Maker and Irad are 25% winners this year. And I think this horse could really take them a long distance. It's just if she gets no pace pressure, I think she wires them. If she gets pace pressure, then I think definitely sets up for the five. So watch out for that one. Uh, but yeah, watch the tote too, because it's depending on how you structure your ticket, if you do multi-race stuff here, it might be hard not to single her just with the way uh, the odds will play out. By the way, if they do end up coming off the turf, I do need to mention the number seven, uh, 63 caliber. It's one of the last horses I have in training with my race horse, and she's an MTO. So if they do come off, she's two to five morning line. I think they feel pretty confident in her uh, getting the job done. She's a grade three winner. She just hasn't done won a race yet this year. So maybe maybe we get that win in Saratoga. I don't know. But I, I, did you handicap it all for it being off the turf? I just assumed we're on the turf. And if it's not, I'll deal with it on Thursday. Yeah, I don't typically handicap for, for that weather situation. Again, if it comes I on those days, I sometimes just like to skip anyway, because it just feels like the fields get shorter and, and um, you know, you got to do guesswork and sometimes it's uh, not worth messing with. I will say one other horse though worth mentioning to me is the oh, 1A sure. Mesador. So um, if you kind of go back in the PPs last year at Saratoga, um, at it's a optional 80K uh, non-winners of three, it looks like. It won pretty decisively with a really, really good speed figure. And then since then, it's been in some stakes races. And then it, start, it started off with two sprints this year and one in a, uh, listed in a grade three. And now it's coming back to a route race at Saratoga, dropping um, back into you know an optional claimer. And it is protected. Um Castellano Clement I do think that horse is going to run very well so yeah I think uh, definitely a good horse to hit the board uh, we both like the the five but uh if you can get five to two on the one one a combination here that's a pretty good pretty good odds if you could lock those in uh fifth race here Saratoga's opening day card on Thursday July 13th we're back on the dirt and we've got 10 older males routing a mile and an eighth while in for 20k tags now usually this is the race. This actual race is the one that starts off the day, but it drew really well. So we've got to put it into the back half of the card for the late pick five, uh, or uh, sorry, for the, at the end of the early pick five. Here's what it's going to be. Uh, so if you're playing the early pick five, you've got yourself a doozy to end with here. Your favorite's the number six Portos at five to two, but woof, this race, this is a, this is a fun one, Nick. <laughs> Who did you like on top? Well, I go back to the nine furlong dirt races at Saratoga being very, uh, you want to be forward. Um, I'll, I'll continue trying to do that trend. I will say I, I kind of like the, uh, the, I guess it's the nine horse, 235. Mm -hmm. um, getting Rosario, I think this horse is, I think he's going to put it on the lead. And my thought is I can hopefully hold off everyone else um at least as my top pick it has a win at the distance before which also uh, makes me feel good um and it has run at saratoga before it hasn't won but it's run second and third so i think i get kind of a, a horse that i at least know likes the track 
Um, I know Rosario right now is is not the best jockey, but I do like him on straight speed. So I'm hoping that he just kind of is aggressive and puts this horse in a position to win. Yeah, Kevin B bringing up what I'm thinking a lot of us, I think. Did you just say Rosario's going to get him on the lead? I mean... He's, 22, he's a 22% jockey on E-types, according to Brisnet this year. I'm just saying. He, it's straight speed. He doesn't do horrible. It's the stalkers and the pressers that he's just always messing up. I don't think anybody realized that Rosario was 22% anything right now, so that's pretty good. Uh, the uh, you know the seven silver dust is one I think probably goes to the lead. And by the way, I was like, silver dust? The same horse? Yeah, he's nine years old. <laughs> like, I remember when this horse was on the Derby Trail in 2017, and he was losing to Classic Empire and Hence and all those horses that have long uh, long since retired. But no, silver dust still in here. The nine years old uh, could be t uh, difficult. First off, the tra uh, claim for Jason Barkley. I don't know. Last time out in Mile and Eighth at Churchill, he quit pretty bad after being on the lead. I went with Dust Devil as my top pick here at four to one. I think Flavian Pratt picking, uh, keeping them on. I think he keeps him uh, pretty close to the uh, to the lead. He keeps him within range. But he's second off the claim for Patrick Reynolds, and that effort last time out was his best in a long time. Uh, it was a mile and a sixteenth at Belmont Park, in for a thirty-two k tax. So we're taking a drop in the claiming price here. Should be a suitable spot. Five to one that day, four to one here. I'm okay with playing with Dust Devil, especially if you can get four to one on it. But this is, uh, boy, this starts off the pick six, as somebody said. And this is going to be like, as Chris Mello says, this is an absurd way to start off the pick six. Saratoga says, welcome back. I'm already going to give you a double middle finger. <laughs> yeah, <they're, clears throat> again, these are, this is a race I have a low level of confidence in. I mean, the seven is kind of an obvious class dropper. It's IRAD. Um, it's, uh, but those are the horses that I used to always be like, Oh, okay. This horse makes sense. And then it runs eighth. And sometimes <laughs> you got to ask yourself, you know, why, why is it here and, and doing things like that? So to me, this is, you got to be a little bit more careful than some of the obvious horses. And that's why I kind of went to the nine, hopefully from a wire, wire to wire standpoint. Yeah. I was trying to get away from this, the, uh, the six horse there Portos as well. It's I rides going to be on the horses. And Morley actually won 18% of his starts at Saratoga last year, so he had a, he had a really nice run. But I feel like that horse is going to get way over bet. And do you really want a single in this race? I don't. I I don't have the kind of cojones to do that. If you do, listener, more power to you. <laughs> uh, sixth race here, Nick at Saratoga on the opening day card Thursday, July 13th. Back to the outer turf. We've got nine New York bred older males sprinting five and a half furlongs on. Uh, sorry, sprinting five and a half furlongs at the N2X level. Four of these runners in for the 45K tag, including your favorite, the number two, running with scissors at eight to five. Not my top pick. What about you? Uh, no, my uh, top pick is the six horse, Yarrow. Um, I feel like this is a horse that um, always runs really well, um, has a little bit of trouble finding the winner's circle, but has a win at the track last year uh, in, a, in a good speed figures run at this level before. I think he's going to be a little um, sneaky on the board. Um, I think some others might take, take a little bit money. Um, and I think he'll be a nice price. I think he's a really competitive horse on this spot. So um, that's, that's what I win as my top pick. 
Yeah, that's a good. This was my second choice, and and if you look back at last year for this horse, he uh, broke the maiden in the second start out of the form cycle, and it was sprinting on the inner turf against New York Breads at Belmont Park. Came right back, and at Saratoga, same course, same distance, uh, but the N1X allowance level, first time facing winners, got the job done, and that was with Rosario, everybody's favorite jockey, uh, aboard in two straight races. So it was a really great effort from Yarrow. Uh, moved up to tougher company, and you know the waters got deeper, but still ran well. And then he, you know, last time out at Belmont Park, seven furlongs is probably just too much for him. Got back to five and a half furlongs. This is a good spot for him. So uh, if I was doing a ticket, I'd probably go too deep. I'd use him and I'd use my top pick, which is the number four rough draft at three to one. This horse won two straight turf sprints to start the career. Lost by a neck last time out at this level. Again, it was going seven furlongs at Belmont Park. And it was the same. Yeah, it was the same race as Yarrow that was in that race, too. Uh, Phantom Smoke is in this race was actually third in that race. But uh, I love that we're getting a big jockey upgrade to Jose Ortiz. No shot to Trevor McCarthy, but Jose Ortiz just won the Belmont Park uh, uh, riding title. So uh, just misses by a neck last time out at seven, now cutting back to five and a half. I think you can go four, six here and probably be pretty confident in moving forward. Yeah, one thing I um, always like to remind myself is that Jose and I read now have the same agent. And I, I usually used to always put so much stock in the first time that I read would get a mount. And now that I know they both have the same agent, when I see that Irad, his mount, he's already rode, right? So he's staying on that mm -hmm. mount for whatever reason. I like when I now see Jose get like first time Jose. Um, I think it's something to kind of look for. And so I definitely think your four, you know, looks good in this spot. Um, the other horse that I would definitely be using is the seven with Pratt. I, that horse looks like it just has trouble getting the lead but in this spot i could see it definitely getting the lead and the last time it was on the lead it wired the field so um that would be the other horse i would definitely be using let's go back to the dirt for the seventh race of the opening day card on thursday july 13th we've got 11 phillies and mares three and up which have started for a claiming price of 50k or less and which have never won a race other than maiden or claiming your favorite is the number 10 obrigada at three to one if i was better at portuguese i think that means thank you i'll have to look that up or double check uh but was not my top pick what about you buddy uh, no, I, this is kind of what I was just talking about. My top pick is the five horse, uh, Sa for <laughs> I don't know if I, yeah, that right, I think that but, works. <laughs> uh, this is a first time Irad Ortiz on a horse that looks like it just can't, it needs a little bit of push over the edge. It's got improving speed figures. Um, and to me, this horse has a really good running style, perfect for Irad and his strengths. So to me, this is a pretty good, um, I have a pretty good uh, opinion on this race. So this would be, um, I'd be keying this five horse. I don't know if I'd single yet, still got to do some kind of thoughts, but this might be a spot where if people feel like this is more of a spread race or they don't have a great opinion, it's a great spot to single and separate yourself. So I, I like the five a lot. Couldn't agree with you more on both the opinion of how to tackle this race and the horse that you're talking about. First up for Iris, you uh, second out for Dirty Dutro too. Nearly won at this level last time out going a mile and a 16th at Belmont Park. Cutting back, like you talked about, gets Irad to ride. Broke the maiden five back. Since then, four starts since then. Finished second in all of them. 
Last time out was the closest that she did come to winning, and it was her first time up for Dutch Roll. So like you said, we're saying, I don't know if this is what you were hinting at, but you said she just needs a little push to get over the edge. I think Dutch is going to be the difference there uh, to get her. As Kevin brings up, you've got Dutch Roll, Diodoro, and Rice right there, <laughs> all in a line, uh, pose 8, 9, and 10 with those guys. So... Uh, yeah, quite the quite the lineup here in New York as we uh, as as right now on youtube.com slash racing dudes we have a video about Bob Baffert's suspension from Churchill Downs that is getting blown up and yet nobody's looking at New York. That's okay. That's fine. Nothing to see here. We do like the five soft for a data. I think that's how you said it. We'll go roll with that one. Uh, I, I think this could be a single for me as well, Nick. That's a good pick. Yeah, another uh, track trend. If we thought nine furlong races were playing to speed, seven furlong races at Saratoga last year, there was 50 of them. 76% were won by a, e, a Brisnet E or a Brisnet EP. And for those that don't use Brisnet, an E basically means like a need the lead type and an EP is like a presser, you know, uh, just sits off the lead. Um, so 76% of seven furlong races were won by those horses. So if you want to close in this type of race, it's going to be good, good luck. And you have to be very good. <laughs> yeah. Especially if it, it, be careful closing and also be careful betting any horses that have only ever loved running at six furlongs, like say the 10, that seventh furlong boy, that really hits them right between the eyes pretty hard. We've got three races left here, making great time. The eighth race at Saratoga on the opening day card, Thursday, July 13th, once more to the inner turf, 12 Mills three and up plus two also eligibles routing a mile and just like last race these horses have started for a claiming price of 50k or less and have never won a race other than maiden or claiming the number four my sea cottage with irad riding for mark cassie that's your seven to two morning line favorite who's your top pick nick uh this would be another race where i have a strong opinion on two horses and with my strong opinion in the last race this would be a spot where i'd be going after a daily double um you know, pretty heavily. So my top pick in this spot is going to be the number five Kingfish Stevens Castellano. Um, this horse is improving and has, and is sort of dropping in class here. And it, again, he's wrote it three, the last three times. Um, I like that we're getting back. So the last time at Belmont, he ran his worst race he had in a while, but I always um, kind of like to look at the fact that Belmont at eight and a half furlongs, and eight furlongs has a weird configurement at that track. And now we're getting back to kind of the normal, I guess, two-turn uh, turf-type racing. And this horse looks to be a lot better in that situation. So um, five is my uh, top pick. And then I, um, I'll i let you go, and I'll give you my other horse that I kind of like. I had two horses I like. This is one of them as well. I liked a different one a little bit more, but I like this one as well. It, and you nailed it. You know, the race three back at Aqueduct almost won at this exact level of the starter allowance in the distance, and Castellano rode him very well. Uh, two back went to the Pim went to Pimlico and actually ran fourth in a stakes race, one you know dominated by Najrock. But for that horse to run fourth out of nine in the Murphy Stakes, pretty good. Najrock came back to run well in the uh, in his next start with the Manila Stakes. I almost said the Belmont Derby, very different. Uh, and then you nailed it. Last time out of Belmont Park, it's a weird configuration, and this horse was post twelve, so it's like a quarter half turn almost that they have to make. So he's going like from post 12 way so much extra distance there. So yeah. uh, I'm with you. I like this horse. My top pick just to his outside is the number six. Unleash the power at four to one. Luis Saez picks up the mount. 
Last time out, finished third in a photo finish, facing straight allowance horses going a mile at Churchill Downs. Now we're going to drop back down to the starter allowance level. Uh, you know, the only time that we've been in for claiming tags uh, on the turf, one in a dead heat at Ellis Park, and then was uh, in a high claiming dirt race at Keeneland. But otherwise, the turf effort's pretty good. And so now we're taking that big class drop. I think size is going to have this horse perfectly positioned, kind of like the five to pounce, because I don't think the four can handle the distance. Uh, I have questions about that, and I'm worried about the one really pressuring the four and kind of weakening him up as well. So I went five, six, or I should say six, five in order, but I like the five and the six in this race. Well, um, we're the exact same. So the six is a horse that I also liked. Um, I love the fact that we're getting Saez and this horse has had Lannery the last two. I'm not a big Lannery fan, especially on turf. So um, I really like these two in this spot. Um, and I saw uh, Car Ramrod made a comment about how much stock do you put in the outer versus inner turf split, sp splits. Um, and he said it's a massive factor. Um I I just think like at Saratoga being in good position and getting the trip that you need is so so important especially on the inner and that a lot of times um pace and then positioning is so so important as you you guys will watch many races where the one two or three or four horse that are down on the inside are the only ones that have a chance anybody that tries to go wide is just they're done so yeah good point there from Car Ramrod all right Penultimate race in Saratoga's opening day card, Thursday, July 13th. Traditionally, it's the Grade 3 Schuylerville Stakes for 11 two-year-old fillies sprinting six furlongs on the dirt. Your favorite in here is number seven, Wine on Tap, at 5-2 to two, uh, for Todd Pletcher, Ira Ortiz Jr., solid debut winner at Belmont going five furlongs. Nick, I think you can go a lot of different directions in this race. Uh, I, I wanted to make sure we had enough time to really kind of talk about it. So who did you like best in the Schuylerville? Well, I, I kind of went through everybody and, and like one of the first things I like to do is double check. Like, have I watched one of these horses or been a part of one of these horses when it ran on <laughs> debut and you go back and you try to watch them. Um, the, the favorite is deservedly. So the favorite, it ran a really good race. It stalked and or kind of pressed and then down the lane, it powered away. Um, the, the one thing I noticed in this field is that the, even the horses, I know a lot of them are young and it's their first start, but a lot of the speed horses uh, at four and a half or even five furlongs or five and a half, we're going like 46 to the half. Some were going 47 to the half. And for me, the seven, the Pletcher horse and the uh, Saratoga secret, the Lucas horse, they even know that they press the pace. They, they were at 45 and three, I think. And so to me, they just look like they are way the speed in this race unless horses are going to be asked to run faster than they did last time. And they now need to go longer. Um, so I could realistically see both of these horses just kind of out in front. And I don't necessarily think that they'll, um, you know, kill each other. But that being said, you know, I'm sure that with this many in the field, somebody's going to be pushed and there might be some cheap speed that, that might get in and ruin their day. So <laughs> the horse that I think is like very, very interesting, especially based on its debut race is the four status seeker. Um, it, I know that it came from off the pace and it looks like it could be a horse that in this situation with it's the first stakes race at Saratoga, we got along young horses. Some of them don't know how to rate. Um, I like this horse a lot to um, kind of close everybody down and 
maybe be in position for a big upset. Boy, the person who'd be more excited than you about this horse winning is going to be his trainer, Rudy Rodriguez. Uh, if you remember last year at Saratoga, 94 starters, three wins. And he went ice cold for almost the entire meet. So Status Seeker is a, uh, one that I, I'm i going to watch. I'm not going to play this horse. I get why you, uh, you know, it was a nice debut. Uh, Rudy Rod had himself such a terrible Saratoga. But I think it could come from off the pace and probably get up there for a piece. Uh, I went with Saratoga Secret as my top pick here. Lucas, like I mentioned earlier, won 23% of his starts at Saratoga last year. A lot of them with babies. Saez rode this horse on debut to a nice three-length win. I liked that we were going five and a half furlongs at Ellis Park in that race. Uh, that was originally supposed to be at Churchill Downs. So the extra half furlong, I don't have as much questions about as, you know, some horses like, oh, they got to go an extra furlong or an extra furlong and a half here in this spot. Some interesting horses uh, to mix in. I mean, we don't really need to talk. Uh, the two Becky's Joker is 15 to one, and she's making her debut when there is a two-year-old Philly maiden special weight earlier on the card. Did you give this horse any kind of credence whatsoever in this spot? Um, I think that, you know, it's always they the connections like a horse like this so much that they just want to put them straight into the stakes race. But I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but how much, how often does that actually work out? feels like this horse will, uh, reminds me of that Pletcher horse that was a career maiden and running in stakes races for two years. Um, you know, okay, it, what, what if it runs well and takes second and then they, you know, then you go into a maiden or do you run in another stake? So I would let this horse beat me. Um, I've got, I, to me, I like the, the two favorites and the four is kind of my, horse that i think could close everybody down if the pace heats up so i didn't really like the the two being a maiden and the connections i don't know i don't have stats but i doubt that that trainer is very good at that move so yeah it's the the, the debut into a stakes race i think that works a lot better when they're early in their two-year-old season like now we're at the point where all these horses have a race most of them have a start underneath them um you know you've got a couple horses coming out of a stakes race already the astoria stakes that closing act was in it, by the way closing act is 10 to 1 on the morning line here after winning two straight including the astoria going five and a half at belmont last out and she was three to five that day do you think 10 to 1 is a pipe dream for anybody who likes this horse i do i think that we're looking at like six to five six to one on this horse yeah uh i think it'll get bet from i mean i know this is dangerous to do but if you look at um the times like the raw time on this horse the it was it, it ran five and a half furlongs in a 106 and three um and you know to me if i add on half furlong i'm not sh i'm not so sure that this horse is is going to be as fast as um some of the other ones so i think maybe that's maybe why that maybe you just overall it maybe just not be as fast as a horse so, and for me, I use Brisnet. The speed figure went down as it extended longer from its first to its second race. So now it's going to go longer again. Again, they're young. So, of course, it could bounce back. But I kind of see a horse where um, I'm not so sure, even though it's been in a stakes race, that it's going to improve. I don't think it happens very often that the Astoria winner comes to Saratoga and suddenly lights it up in the Schuylerville. It's kind of a, hey, we caught it, you know, a five-horse field early in the two-year-old when most of these, the two-year-old fillies are just starting, getting started in training. Uh, they're probably not quite ready to pop like that one was. So we'll take a pass on her. The 10th and final race on Saratoga's opening day card, Thursday, July 13th. It's Naira, so of course it's an overdrawn field of made New York bred claimers. And here we have 12 fillies and mares, three and up, plus four also eligibles. 
going a mile and a 16th on the outer turf in for 40k tags uh, if you had strong opinions in much of the other races that's a good thing because you're going to need to spread like crazy here i think where'd you go on top uh, i went to the uh four stone of destiny david donk and johnny v it's uh dropping in class pretty significantly um, it didn't run horrible in its first race uh, in the line, say, bumped and squeezed. Um, this also could be one where it is there. They want to win at Saratoga. Johnny V um, is riding again. David Donk. At Sar I don't bet David Donk, except for like all of a sudden at Saratoga. There's always a story about him, about how he got started. And it seems like he wins races that um you know all of a sudden i hear his name so i kind of like him and then he's also training the other horse that i like uh, because of the manny franco in the last angle so i like the four and the five here yeah you told kevin b's thunder he's uh my wet dream manny in the last and donkasaurus combined together it's a it's a good angle there yeah i think you if you use one donk you need to use both of them in this spot i i use both of those i'd go crazy deep in here i my top pick is I wish that there wasn't drawn out in post 12 because I really like the 12. Janny May at 10 to 1. Castellano picking up the mount on a horse that's speed of the speed. I think this horse could go gate to wire. Third start off the layoff. Third start at age 4. You look four and six starts back. These are made claimers, so you do need to go look back in the page a bit. But four and six starts back, nearly one at this level in distance when she was allowed to dictate the pace. And that's the key. If she's allowed to dictate the pace, I think she's got a strong chance. However, being post 12... That's going to be a hard thing for her to try and do, but I trust Castellano to try and put her uh, in, in the right spots there. The seven Ari Arisema, oh boy, these are some fun names here. They might pick the wrong, the, the right time to be gone. Arisema five to two for Pratt and Jorge Abreu, right, uh, the trainer. I get why this horse is favored, taking a big class drop after facing New York bred maidens, but. I don't know. The, the horse seems always kind of flattened out, going a mile and eighth, mile and sixteenth, the two turns. So. I get why it's the favorite. Is it crazy to try and beat this one, Nick? Uh, no, last race of the day um, at this level. I mean, in theory, these are horses that people don't want, and they're. <laughs> uh, this is this is 100% a great time to try to beat a favorite. Um, and this is where you know these are the type of races where you're going to get the the 12 to one second time starter, or you're going to get the turf to dirt, or you're going to get a weird result because again, they're inconsistent horses. They're, they're up for maiden claiming. Um, and I think it's a big field. This is a perfect opportunity. If you like any type of angle to get any type of price, I would be going after it because um, the, these are the exact horses that you want to try and beat. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Magic Mike Show. Nick, thanks for doing that. That was a that was a workout. That was 10 races. We went through all 10 of them for Saratoga, and we still got time to kill. Uh, but thank you for doing that. Thank you for joining me kind of last second. Uh, I wasn't sure when Mike was going to be back from Hawaii until, oh, shoot, Mike's not going to be back in time, so we're going to do this. Uh, but Mike will be back on, uh, actually, on Wednesday. Let me re rephrase that. Wednesday, July 12th, will be the next episode of the Magic Mike Show. Uh, we're going to be covering Saratoga's Friday card, the Late Pick 5, uh, on that show, so stay tuned. But make sure if you haven't, you go to RacingDudes.com or YouTube.com uh, slash RacingDudes. Check out the video that Aaron did. Uh, it was a very, I'll pull it up here on the screen. 
Uh, talking about the Baffert ban being extended by Churchill Downs and uh, why Aaron believes that Churchill Downs was very wrong for extending the suspension. So go take a listen to it. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, you probably are if you're listening to this, but if you're not, he kind of gives a couple minutes to explain the background and then really gets into it. So uh, go check that out. It's a lot like what he did on Blinkers Off last week, but a much more mm, a much more professional manner. So I was very proud of how he did with this one. Uh, you can check that out. We also have the new rankings for the top five uh, older horses and the top five three-year-olds in America. Those rankings are going to go under some heavy changes here in the next couple of weeks. We've got the Haskell coming up in two weeks, and uh, I know that Aaron's excited for that. The dudes are all excited for that, so uh, we'll be tuning in for that one. Uh, but Nick, thank you again for joining me. I really appreciate it. Uh, good luck to you with Saratoga. Good luck to everybody betting Saratoga. Any final thoughts before we sign off? No, just it's opening day. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know, find your best opinions and hammer them home and cheer them on. So I'm excited and can't wait for uh, the summer to continue with Saratoga and Del Mar will be starting shortly. It's, it should be a really fun summer. Uh, the uh, the Home Run Derby is coming up here. Uh, is that today? Is the Home Run Derby tonight? Oh shoot! Someone's asked me for my props, and I wasn't even uh, and I wasn't even aware of that. I, it's been a busy day. I've had about 19 videos to put out and the show to prep for, <laughs> so it's been a busy day. I'll take a look. If you want my home run derby picks, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Curtis Kelloward. He is at Feldyman15. That is F-E-L-D-Y-M-A-N number one number five. So make sure you give Nick a follow if you haven't. Nick is part, one third of the Dudes After Dark team, which includes Nick Sievers and Dr. Tang. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys are coming back this week or if you're going to wait, but I know once Del Mar gets going, you guys, you're all California guys, so it's a lot easier to do uh, those late afternoon shows. So we'll be covering that at youtube.com slash racing dudes. So subscribe to that channel if you haven't yet. Uh, follow Racing Dudes on Twitter at racing underscore dudes. And of course, subscribe to youtube.com slash racing dudes because if you like this, if you like Saratoga, Oh boy, we got a fun summer coming for you. Lots of Saratoga content. So, Nick, thank you again for joining me. We'll be back on Wednesday, July 12th at 5 Eastern, 2 Pacific with Mike Samich covering the late pick five on Friday at Saratoga. Until then, I'm Magic. He's Nick. Good luck this week, everybody. The Magic Mike Show. Where you hear the experts speak. The Magic Mike Show. Tune into the show every week. The Magic Mike Show. You can trust the show is the bomb because it's being brought to you by RacingDudes.com.